0: Mostly anything related to TikTok that I'm hunting down, it's trend watch, like finding the newest stuff, what's working. You're definitely gonna have your your explainers that are working and for finding the newest stuff, it's always a challenge. I'm seeing things that were relevant at the start of TikTok on Spanish TikTok. With that in mind, we're gonna see a nostalgia phase coming up pretty soon, where we're seeing trends that were relevant a year ago come back up because people are like I remember that one like you know the same thing with Vine like I remember that Vine like let's bring that back up and I think that's going to be a huge leap for us in the future for
1: TikTok creators Order Groove subscription platform enables merchants to rapidly scale recurring revenue, deliver a superior subscriber experience and maximize subscriber lifetime value. Leading merchants utilize Order Groove's powerful tools, promotions and AI-powered personalization to drive subscriber enrollment, optimize subscriber retention and increase average order value. Visit ordergroove.com/dtc to request a complimentary audit of your existing or future subscription program. Hello and welcome to all oh, killer no filler. I'm Eric Dick, and today we are talking TikTok with Spencer from Pilot House's TikTok team, as well as Sam and Kyle from Helmkin, who currently run D2C's TikTok ads. You may have been lucky enough to see. Uh, so let's just start, Spencer, with creative testing. I know you know we're just constantly testing a lot of iterations on the D2C side. Uh, what are you finding right now as your your sort of best method for creative testing on the TikTok platform?
2: Yeah. And from like creative testing, creative testing is obviously huge across any platform. Um, But then coming from like Facebook over to to TikTok, you kind of really have to adjust for the platform. And I've kind of really started to to hone in on like what that creative testing looks like versus on something like Facebook. Like on, on Facebook, we take uh, we put so much weight into like what exactly is going into the headlines, super concise, make sure it's it's punchy and catches people's attention. Like the copy, what's the structure of the copy? On TikTok, it's just not quite the same. I haven't seen headlines really affect stuff too much. It seems like people like numbers, like that kind of stuff to, to put in in the copy. But I've been adjusting my creative testing strategy to... The creative, yes, but more so focusing on specifically the audio within that creative, and then even more specifically the voiceover within that audio. So the the different songs and popular songs and audios also huge to test on on TikTok, and you definitely should. But I've started to take that testing strategy that we we would typically do in like headlines on Facebook, and then translate that to just like a hard voiceover on videos. So think, okay, I have this base creative. I'm now just gonna record three, five, 10, however many you want to voiceovers, just hitting on different selling points, on different pain points, and just put that over top and then use that voiceover as the contrast test that you'd usually use in headlines.
1: How many voiceovers are there right now? I can think of the higher pitched woman's voice and I can think of, like, are there a number of different voices you can... Can you get Morgan
2: Freeman's voice? <laughs> Not today.
1: <laughs> they added a ton of uh, Disney
3: voices from, like, Marvel or, like, there's, like, R2-D2. So there's, like, Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy you can use. I see that, lot, that one a lot. Never seen it in an ad, but it would be an interesting test, assuming Disney doesn't drop the hammer on you.
1: It's a bit so- of a free-for-all, I think, with when it comes to using, the, you know, the popular sounds that are out there and the songs. You kind of just... Is this something you guys are, are you guys testing the same thing on the, on the Helmkin side? Are you finding, you know, cycling through sounds and, uh, and, and narrations can, can have an impact? Yeah, definitely. I,
3: I think sound like sound, honestly, the sound is kind of the driver for the whole ad where like sometimes you find you watch a video or an ad just cause you like the audio so much. You just want to hear it to the end. And I think that, that it really shows like taking the catchy audio is like such an easy way to make sure your ad does well. I mean, obviously you can do well with like non sort of trend or audio based ads, but like it's such it's such an easy angle to capitalize on that you might as well. And we totally do do a ton of testing surrounding that stuff specifically.
1: Are we finding that it's usually the popular sounds that are doing best in these tests or are they are you trying left field ones that uh, that just you think would sound good?
3: Uh, I think it's a, it kind of depends on what type of ad you're kind of making. Like we do a lot of stuff where we tailor it like directly to the trend that we're sort of testing, but I think it's yeah, I think generally like popularity wins just because easy recognition for people, like people will like keep watching because they're like, oh, I I recognize this audio, recognize the trend, like what's, what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. It it just, it makes sense to me. Right. I think TikTok, the re one of the reasons TikTok is so popular is when it makes you feel like you're in a movie. And, you know, you can just say something and it kind of sounds blah, but if you put the right music to it, if you make the right edits to it, it feels like, you know, you're, it, it just takes it up a, a level in quality that makes it more relatable to more people. But I can see why this stuff does have impact.
0: So One quick note on that is, you know, you have all the text to speech explainer voiceover uh, options you can use. But one thing we're seeing a lot more of from different brands across TikTok is using the voice effects like directly on TikTok. So instead of having to bring it from another platform where they do AI text-to-speech or even the text-to-speech on TikTok itself, there's a lot of options for creators to use things like a a megaphone effect, just so it sounds like a little bit off your normal voiceover, which is super helpful when you're testing multiple uh, angles and variations.
1: Nice. Love it. What are we seeing right now overall with CPMs on TikTok? I I know CPMs are going up everywhere. Uh, Is it any different on TikTok?
3: I've found at least that we're seeing like a really big rise, at least in the stuff I'm managing between about like the summer and now like uh, like close to double in some cases. I think TikTok really lends itself to like sort of impulse buys and like shopping and sort of as that it's a really good vehicle for like e-commerce and now doing lead gen that's not the greatest because it means it becomes expensive for us and we don't always have the same ability to like capitalize on that sort of black friday q4 increase in consumer intent so it can make it a little difficult and you kind of have to innovate around like how you're going to still manage to like maintain your like
1: costs and keep it cheap while still like Offering the same product, basically, <laughs> it's a challenge. I wanted, to, I wanted to just to talk a little bit um, more about creative testing. And if you're doing, the, my question is, are you seeing higher burnout rates? It, you know, if you're using popular audio in songs, uh, it just makes it instantly recognizable, which probably means it's it's instantly also, you know, annoying if someone doesn't like it. Are you seeing high, high when you're relying on popular sounds? Do you see creatives burnout at a higher rate, or just on TikTok in general, Spencer? Would you say you're seeing TikToks burnout at a higher rate than Facebook?
2: Compared to Facebook, definitely, definitely. Even just the way that TikTok likes to put out their ads and like show their users the the ads, they don't wanna show the the user the same ad over and over. It ruins the organic experience. So they almost put a limit on it there, but it's more so to do with what's the size of the audience that you're targeting. And then you just can't blast them out, you know, showing them two of the ads, three, four of the ads uh, a day. They'll start to limit that. And then once you start to use it up, it'll start pulling back. In terms of using the specific audios and like, does that mean that people scroll past it quicker? Um, what not? Not really the case that I've seen. Uh, I haven't really seen a correlation of like, whether the, the ad fatigue is quicker, if it's popular audio or, or something like that. It more so has to do with like, just simply if it converts or not. If it converts, it's gonna just keep showing, keep showing. And uh, vice versa, if it just falls flat, And and that does include if people like watch to the end, uh, but then like it has no intent behind the ad. It might be a popular song that they like to listen to. But then once it gets to the end, it doesn't have any intent to convert. Then TikTok just goes, well, this isn't getting us where we want to be. So
1: I think that's got to be a huge challenge on TikTok is really getting like it's, you know, entertaining someone is great. Getting them to get off that platform. It's got to be a challenge just because it's such a sticky platform, so easy to keep on scrolling that right from the beginning, they've got to throw in their own ads to tell people to stop scrolling. So yeah, how do we really, what has worked best to get people off the platform clicking through to our client's sites?
2: On the on the post-click side, keep it as short as possible for them. Like they're just like in, out. If you see in NGA, um, the, the time on site is way lower compared to something like Facebook. There's obviously a lot more people. Uh, so it kind of does start balancing out, but in terms of like the, the click, the click through rate side, it's kind of just about not making an ad. It's, it's the best that I can kind of go, not make an ad, make it feel like it's actually something extra that, that you're speaking to. Um, you're still like speaking to the audience from like the tone of like, they obviously know it's a, it's a product, but it's adding something and then ones at the end have like a soft a soft CTA at the end to hopefully get them to, to come on through to the site, just at least stay for just a little bit, just check it out for a little bit.
1: Nice. You guys seeing the same thing on the Helmkin side?
3: Yeah, we definitely see, um, yeah, like a short, like, I guess, attention span with TikTok users. It definitely, on some products we tend to, and clients will use like a lot of SMS and email follow-up on the leads that we collect, just get them to come back, finish the form or like complete like a higher intent action. Uh, We kind of, I don't know, we find that, boost our performance a lot especially on stuff with a bit of a longer tail and a bit more of an aggressive process to actually sign up for it um but also i totally agree with what spencer said when it comes to like on the ad platform ad side uh you're gonna have like you don't want to like cut people off at the start but then you also need to like gently sort of tell them at the end like hey this is an ad you need to buy our stuff (laughs) but you you can't like take them out of the like experience too much otherwise it's kind of jarring and just they'll skip it
1: Ever feel like you're building the plane while you fly it and doing it all while blindfolded? If you're a D2C e-commerce company, we can promise you're not alone. That's why the team at Bainbridge started compiling benchmark data specifically about direct-to-consumer online retailers. Get weekly D2C benchmark data from a group of publicly traded companies curated by Bainbridge delivered straight to your inbox. See exactly how you stack up and make more data-driven decisions. If you're going to build it while you fly it, at least take off the blindfold. Get D2C Benchmarks delivered to your inbox. Sign up at bainbridgegrowth.com. Yeah, Uh, it's such an interesting platform for the way that brands are approaching it. Have you guys seen any interesting examples of sort of non-ads? Have you seen interesting ways that creators are integrating brands in a a more native experience?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the main example there would be something like uh, Duolingo pretty good brand to, to note just because of their organic game and it's not not even just the uh, not even just like what they're posting, the content, like even their comment moderation and you see a lot of this with um, like a lot of sports teams too they're they're going into random posts that relate to them like their niche and just commenting something like nice or like Duolingo for example will comment kind of like somewhat threatening comments just to have people like the Duolingo's account just say that like to get them a little more involved. And it's it's super brilliant marketing, but uh, I think like it's uh, definitely a cool way to go down comparing it to something like Instagram or Facebook.
1: Really interesting approach. And then I, I feel like with all these platforms, when you have a stronger organic game, it, it makes your advertising more effective as well when you build on top of that. When Duolingo runs ads, do you think they're running it from that page? Or is, I guess it's different with TikTok, right? Where you're not actually running it directly from a page like you are in Facebook.
3: I've actually seen, I've actually seen their ads. So you are able to now run them through pages. There was a little while very early on where you couldn't do that. And then it became harder. And now they like pushed aggressively in the ads manager. Um, however, I do It's interesting. So like I follow their TikTok obviously, and I've started getting ads for them. Their ads are nothing like they're just very like normal, like download our app. Like this is how you learn languages for free type thing. It would be interesting to see how their sort of like organic social presence would like translate if they, did advertising with that, uh, I'd be really curious to see. Uh, I think it would do well, especially if you're targeting people who follow their page.
1: The ad that I see all the time is the Sasquatch soap one. And I feel their like their copy that they, is insane. Their copy is so good. And I think what they do really, really well is they just, they get into men's heads and they just, you know, with this idea of like, if you smell better, a woman like this will want to smell you uh kind of thing and i think they're really good at getting it's at kind that of the mindset. same angle as axe <laughs> yeah well axe did it a different yeah i guess Axe actually early days or early axe it's the same it's like the same a- it's
3: the same angle but like a modern like different take on it but the underlying like angle of like i guess selling a fragrance is like the same
1: but this one's with essential oils it's the anti-ax, which is great. It's but it's ax. That's great for the times we live. Any anyone else there that you guys are thinking that when you you know even just in your scrolling that you think are doing it really well or that you think are doing it poorly? Um, not sure about someone specific, but there's there's a group
0: of uh, people. And the only two names I can think of off the top of my head would be uh, a few people like uh, Anna Shoemate and uh, Tommy Innit or something. But they're they're kind of like a group of newer influencers into the TikTok scene, a little bit popular on Instagram beforehand. But I'm seeing, at least on my feed, a lot more collaborations between all those creators where they're just making fake drama. So it's kind of going back to the whole, you know, maybe like tube kind of YouTube phase, which, you know, a lot of fake stuff was just created to get viewers like, oh, what's going to happen next? And it's it's really cool to see cliffhangers
1: on TikTok. I was just reading today about how TikTok has agreed to like clamp down on some of the hoaxes that people are kind of doing. They're doing these big elaborate pranks or hoaxes or whatever. It's very interesting to me how these, it's such a profound connection it has with people. It can kind of create these like reality tunnels a little bit. And yeah, and so many TikToks to me are like confusing where you like, it's like, I do not understand the TikToks that are like, look at the sound. Look at the sound, like this, like it. That's just so confusing.
0: There's, there's a, there's a level to that, and it's basically like, like they almost don't include a message, so you search for a message, and then you end up going to their bio. Like it's very psychological. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it gets you to a point where you're like, <laughs> what does this mean? Wow, that's pretty meta.
2: And then just because enough people are engaged on it, then it just keeps going to more and more people. And everyone's like, well, everyone's talking about something here.
3: So many people do like engagement bait and stuff. Like, uh, I, it's like it's almost like stuff you saw. Like, I guess that's like a platform maturity thing. Like, I'm sure YouTube went through like phases with all this like weird stuff, where like TikTok, like people yeah doing hoaxes, people doing like fake beef, like. And I think TikTok's interesting because it's kind of like speed ran this whole like sort of cycle in the last two years, and I wonder like, will TikTok um, like, what's it going to be in two years from now? Because two years ago, TikTok was an entirely different platform, like completely different content.
1: I can confirm one thing, and I'm loath to bring it up on this podcast to out myself like this, but I can confirm that there are scammy drop shippers lurking on TikTok because I actually went out and bought myself some adjustable weights, some weights that were supposed to be two dumbbells, adjustable weights. I thought they were low priced, but I didn't think it was crazy. And I literally got sent two, you know, baby plastic baby rattles where it's like, <laughs> they didn't even just not send me the product. They literally sent me a troll, a, a, a baby's rattle instead of the weights that I bought. So there, so, and if I can get scammed as the, you know, CEO of D 2 C, like, what hope is there for for my mom, for instance? You know, you have to put the
3: you, when you when this gets edited, you have to put the like picture up on the screen here. It's so funny,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, you can't not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's literally baby rattles.
3: I, it's totally yeah, yeah. That's totally true though. I think it's it's definitely a little bit like of a wild west frontier, oh, yeah. and I'm sure TikTok's going to clamp down on that as they go. But because otherwise, I mean, it's bad for us too. Like. It, it's bad for everyone who wants to advertise on the platform because if people just don't trust anything they see on TikTok, then all of a sudden, why why are people going to buy stuff off your ads? They're going to be instantly suspicious. So, I mean, we'll probably see something like Facebook's like feedback score and stuff soon.
1: What anything else, Spencer, on the brand side that's uh, that's crushing on TikTok right now? Any any like categories that are popping off or areas that are doing well?
2: It's been pretty steady from what I've seen. Definitely just like little knickknacks and uh, and whatnot, you know pet stuff and fashion and jewelry. Uh, it's, it's been pretty consistent since um, over the last months or so. haven't particularly seen any like blow up beyond, you know, w- without kind of having a, a guess that, that it was going to do well on TikTok.
1: Okay. So lead gen is something, you know, Helmkin is, is very focused on lead gen. Uh, I've increasingly heard some exciting, you know, lead gen opportunities on the e-commerce side, like uh, Tony used Vessi's giveaway uh, that did extremely well for them uh, in terms of lead generation. What what can, what's going on on the lead generation side, uh, Helmkin? Let's start with you guys. What are you guys seeing?
3: Uh, we're seeing a lot of. I mean, I guess it's Q4, but we're seeing a lot of success with like uh, like personal lending and like other kind of financial products. Um, not so much on stuff like like we obviously do a lot of like insurance and things on Facebook. That doesn't really apply to TikTok as much, just because it's like I, I guess it's not as fun of a product and it's not very. Um, like young people don't really think about that as much as people who are say like thirty, forty, where TikTok's not the ideal platform to reach them. But I think it's it's interesting. There's definitely like, I think in the future we're gonna see like lead generation, uh, like brands and offers that are like sort of tailored directly to that sort of demographic to towards the younger people and like thrive off of like TikTok. Essentially, I think it's just waiting for someone to like hit that on the head correctly.
1: I interviewed uh, Josh Elizeche on from Snow the other day and asked him like what he'd do differently if he was starting Snow today. And he was like, "I would start dental insurance almost before I started my product." Uh, he was sort of saying because he was saying so, like, That's "Do a- they
3: sell dental now?"
1: I, they're getting into it, I think. And 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 really, it's this idea of really owning the the whole life cycle, the value cycle around people's oral hygiene, whether it's their their teeth whitening. There, you know, he was talking about getting, a, you know, a special credit card for people that were, you know, loved white teeth whitening. So anything they were using, you know, they could save money or get cash back on anything cosmetic related. It was a, you know, this podcast will come out soon and it, it, he's always such an amazing guy to talk to about how, the high level he thinks at. but the insurance angle I thought was really interesting because it's like the retention on those products is just absolutely insane. Right.
3: I can say from experience working on some other like health insurance type products that dental is like an extremely strong angle that everybody wants, especially in the U S and again, also like a spending card that you can use in your dental is another angle that is aggressively successful. (laughs) And I think that's a, that's a really interesting take from snow's perspective as an e-commerce brand. And I think that's probably
1: going to be very successful for them. KJ, I got to, while we have you here, you know, you're just, you're pumping out so many great creatives for the D2C team. Are the insurance leads getting as many high quality creatives as well? Like, are you, are you, how engaged are you in this creative process?
0: I mean, yeah. um, For the most part, like, like I'd say mostly anything related to TikTok that I'm hunting down, like it's, it's trend alert, trend watch, like finding the newest stuff, what's working. Like there, you're definitely going to have your, your explainers that are working and I can't say I'm doing a lot of stuff on other products right now that are, that's like TikTok related. We have some, we're working with some other people for that, but um, I think just for like, for finding the newest stuff, it's always a challenge. Uh, especially I actually just uh, moved down to Mexico for a bit. And uh, one thing I'm finding is my whole feed is now in Spanish. And so it's forced me to learn, but it's really cool to see the difference in between locations and their trends. Like I'm seeing things that were uh, relevant, like, at the start of TikTok on this TikTok now, on on Spanish TikTok. And it's so cool. But I also think that with that in mind, we're gonna see we're gonna see kind of like a, a nostalgia phase coming up pretty soon. And it might help for advertising too, where we're seeing trends that were relevant a year ago come back up because people are like, Well, oh, I remember that one. Like, you know, the same thing with Vine, like I remember that Vine, like let's let's bring that back up. And I think that's gonna be a huge leap for us in the future for Ah, uh, TikTok creatives, but honestly, it's it's about taking uh, an audio and making it your own.
1: Great idea. Well, why don't we finish with that today? Thanks for coming on, to Chat TikTok guys. We'll have to check back in, uh, you know, probably after Black Friday, Cyber Monday, to talk about uh, how it all went, especially on the e-commerce side. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at DirectToConsumerAllOneWord.co. If you're ready to access the proven performance marketing blueprint that scales your brand post iOS 14.5, if you're looking for the Facebook marketing system that's driven over $50 million in value for Pilot House's clients in just the last 6 months, then you are looking for Scale School, Facebook and Instagram ads made by D2C in partnership with Pilot House. You can go to d2cnews.link/scaleschool right now to access the course for a discount this week only. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.